This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Number 290, that's 290. What did you watch this week? My name is Mike. And my name is John. It's a monumental number. 290. Yeah. Man. That's crazy, isn't it? That's pretty crazy. I'm not going to lie. I don't like to lie. Lying's bad. Okay. No, it's not good. It's not good. Honesty is the best policy. That's what they say. That's what those people say who say those things. Well, because it is. <coughs> so, uh, did you watch a lot of stuff? Um, you know, I did. Like, at first I was like, oh, I didn't watch anything. And then I looked at it again and I'm like, actually, yeah, I watched quite a bit. Um, you know, all things considered. What about yourself? Yeah, I watched uh, a couple stuff and things. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Kind of got hooked on a new show. Ooh, can't wait to hear about that. I think I talked about it last week a little bit, though. The Expanse? No. Oh. No, you did not. Because I know that I had started watching that back when it first came out. And I got like three or four episodes in. And I think I was watching too much at the time. And so I stopped. But now I can't turn a corner without everybody raving about how good it is. Well, it's probably because the new season's on its way back. Gotcha. Yeah, the new season's coming up. So um, that probably has a lot to do with it. A lot to do with it. Yeah. 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 So, but... um, I guess I'll talk about The Expanse. So I started watching it. Uh, something I had been wanting to watch for quite a while myself, but didn't have Amazon Prime when it first came out. And then now I do. And I tried watching the first episode at one point, but I don't know if I was just too tired that night or I got distracted or something happened, but I just kind of stopped watching. Yeah. Um, and just hadn't gone back to it, but it was just one of those ones. Oh, I like this. St- uh, 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 but I've been such a. My wife were talking about how we've been in a food rut lately. Where, like, nothing tastes good. Oh, that's terrible. It's it's not because of COVID, by any means. But, like, not only does, like, well, let me rephrase. It's not that nothing tastes good. It's just nothing sounds like it's going to be good. You know, it's like, oh, what do you want to eat? I don't know. I don't know either. Bloody blah. Then we'll make something and we'll eat it. And it was good and we were satisfied. But just the idea of eating anything, anything, even going to eat just isn't appealing. Except for Thanksgiving dinner. We've been having a lot of luck with um, uh, Indian food, like not takeout, but, you know, yeah. you get those one little tiny section in Hannaford that has like uh, Indian and Middle Eastern foods. And sure. they've got some pre-made sauces there, like butter chicken sauce or um, uh, tandoori sauce. And you mix that with like some 
well, we do the fake meats. So yep. some fake chicken pieces and either some rice or some egg noodles. Oh, they're fucking phenomenal, dude. Really getting into Middle Eastern and, and Indian stuff. You might, it might be something to, you know, try out just to kind of get you out of the rut. I did see a commercial for something the other day for something I would really like to try. And it, on one hand, it sounds disgusting. But on the other hand, I just want to try it so badly. It's What's at that? Applebee's. They have Cheetos boneless wings. Cheetos boneless wings. Interesting. Yeah, the, the, the chicken's obviously deep fried. And then it's put in a Cheetos cheese liquid sauce and then dusted with Cheetos cheese powder or crumpies or whatever. Interesting. They have original and flaming hot for a limited time only. An order of 10 is nine ninety nine. <sighs> and and part of me wants to try – I want to go try them so badly, but at the same time, it's almost like that sounds so disgusting. <laughs> like it's peak American. Yes, basically. Yeah, basically. It's exactly what it is. So – but yeah, so uh, like I, we've been in kind of a, a food rut. I've been in a TV show rut almost. Like, like my wife watches Friends all the time because she doesn't have to pay attention to it. She can look up at it, see something, and laugh. And you know what I mean? Like the yep. shows like that that we've seen so many times that you can just watch any random episode, know exactly what's going on, be rated right in the story, and enjoy it. Like How I Met Your Mother or Scrubs or even The X-Files for me or, you know. Absolutely. Even MASH to an extent. Uh, so I started watching The Expanse. I've actually finished the first season, and I'm on the third, second or third episode of season two. Uh, I'm really digging the show, obviously, because I'm watching it. I'm really yeah. digging it. Yeah, I'm really digging it. Uh, I would, uh, you know what? I would recommend you uh, sit down and uh, give it a watch. I, it's been on my list of things to go back to because, like I said, everybody rants and raves about how amazing it is, and yeah, I think I got like four or five episodes in. Um, and I just, I couldn't do it because I had so much other stuff going on. And uh, honestly, the other tough part can be at times, and I'm sure you've run into this. If you don't have somebody to talk to about it, it makes it harder to stick with something. Yes. That's how I've been with a lot of shows where it's like, uh, you know, I'll start getting into it and I'm like, yeah, but then nobody's watched it. Nobody's talking about it. So it's, it's a little bit harder to like keep myself going back unless it's a really fucking good show. Well, my buddy Brandon's been talking about that recently. It's like you and I are friends. We live near each other. We can go do stuff together. Right. Uh-huh. And I have other friends that I live nearby that I can go do stuff together with, or like I see at wrestling every month or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't really have, because he had to move recently because his land, their landlord jacked the price of their rent like up by like a thousand dollars a month, and so he's had to move, and he got a new job, and this and that, and because of COVID, basically there's nobody else in the office besides him. Like he's in the office every day, two days he's by himself, the other three days he has one other coworker, it's a different coworker each day, and those coworkers are much older than he is, and they had really has nothing in common. So like he's found where he doesn't have any friends nearby. He has no one he can really talk to about stuff with or get excited about stuff with. You know what I mean? And that's kind of oh, like yeah. what you were just saying about TV shows. Like, yep, you're out of the office. You're out of the office environment, which on one hand is awesome, but on uh-huh. the other hand, you don't have that office camaraderie where 
even like at my work, you know, like rude, you know, I'll run into rude and we'll chat about stuff in the morning, you know, like Spider-Man or whatever we talk about in the morning or other people I work with. You know, I do have that interaction at the office with people. Um, sure. So, you, you know, there's there's something, but like I, I get completely understand what you're saying. So, it's yeah, like, I will probably check out the expanse. Yep. I recommend it. I mean, I I enjoy it thoroughly. Uh, each episode is about 42 minutes long, so it looks like it probably airs on TV somewhere. But there's some some graphic violence. There's a little bit of partial nudity. There's some cursing. So I'm not so sure where. I think when it first came out, it was on something like either TNT or USA. Sci-fi? Um, I don't know that it was on sci-fi. It might have been USA and sci-fi, but um, when it originally aired... They got it through a couple of seasons and then, so it was on regular network TV. And then, um, after that, hold on, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. It was on sci-fi. On sci-fi. Okay. And then the fourth, fifth and sixth are on Amazon prime. Okay. All right. The sixth season actually starts in a couple weeks on December 10th. Yes, it does. God, do you realize December is tomorrow? Uh, no, it's absurd. Like November went like that. I swear to God, I just said, "Can you believe that it's already November?" Like yesterday, <gasps> and now tomorrow is December. Yeah. Today's my mom's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Joanne! She turned sixty-three, so of course oh, wow. I put on Facebook, "Happy seventieth birthday, mom!" Uh, happy birthday, mom! You only turned seventy once. Enjoy the day. Outstanding. I'm sure she's and so. So people kept posting like. People were like commenting on like happy birthday that were my friends. I have no idea who she is. And I thought that was outstanding. That's wonderful. And then she finally commented like I'm 63 jerk or something like that. <laughs> but it's too late. Right, right. So it's just it's uh, the fun I like to have. But yeah, it was it was on Sci-Fi the first three seasons. So that explains the timing of it. So I wonder yep. if the episodes get longer. Oh, yeah. Running time, 42 to 56 minutes. So probably once it hits the Amazon, it got longer. Yep. That'd be my guess. So let's see here. Roseanne wasn't on. Uh, Ghost wasn't on. No, it doesn't come back until this week. Okay. Uh, see, Isai Vegas was on. Continues to be a very enjoyable show. My wife has a big problem with the uh, one big flaw in her mind in this and uh, with the show. And I also, I had it back when I watched it originally, but I just learned to accept it in those first 15 seasons. Uh, how much investigation the forensic people do. Like, in Maine, if you're a forensic analysis person, or CSI, you show up, you collect evidence, you turn all your evidence over to the investigator or the detective who's investigating it. Whereas on this show, they're interviewing suspects, they're going to scenes, they're, you know what I mean? Like they're doing the lion's share of the investigating and the police officers just kind of there. Gotcha. Um, and that's something I questioned years ago, but just like, oh, whatever, that's just how this show does it because that's what the forefront of this show is about is CSI. So it's not interesting if they're always at the lab and then the detectives come back and they're like, Hey, so I went and talked to the person and I saw this and then, Oh, let me, you know what I mean? Like it's more interesting and appealing if the CSIs are out there working. Um, that's our big flaw, but otherwise we enjoy the show. Nice. The rookie that wasn't on this week. Correct. Is that also on hiatus? 
What's that? Is that, that also the, on hiatus? We're all, we're getting hiatus. Well, I think it. I think it comes on this week. I think it was on this past Sunday. Maybe. No, it wasn't. Uh-huh. Oh, it was not. Okay. Let's see here. It's on the fifth. Okay. So this so coming. This coming. Yeah. So two weeks off. Yeah. Um, so no ghost, no work. The Connors wasn't on. I don't think it was. doesn't matter. Uh, so Chucky. Chucky. Again, I'm at the point where I'm just going to keep watching it. Well, I, I hope you're prepared to like really double down because they just announced it's getting a second season. Really? Well, yep. okay. I may not watch it after the first season. But I'm definitely going to watch it through the second season, through through the, through the first season. Yep. I guess the uh, season finale that's coming on, I think it's this week, is an yep. hour and a half. Yep. Last episode's this week. Yep. So. <clears throat> so what did you think about this episode? So when everyone told Junior that Chucky was alive and talks and is killing people and da 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 da, and he was like, fuck you fucking people. Yeah. And then in this episode, Chucky just starts talking to him and like he just like accepts it. And yeah. and now embraces he actually it. And yeah, embraces it and kills his dad. And Chucky's at like about time when you little fuckers finally fall for my trap or whatever. Yeah. So, stepped up. Yeah. And so it's like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. Like he went from not believing what they were saying and telling them to F off to just openly accepting it. Okay. Yeah. It, not yeah. just not just openly accepting it, but like leaning hard into it and like, yeah, and while I'm at it, I'll fucking murder some people. I'll fucking yeah. straight up murder. Oh, and let's not and and, and what he, what did he murder his dad with? Well, he beat him to death with Chucky doll. Yeah, which Chucky seemed to love. And the fact that the Chucky doll didn't break apart was very odd to me because I've seen that, it break in other movies and stuff. Yeah, and we saw a melted one and like they're yeah. not very durable. But we also did see that the uh, that the house that Tiffany bought, Charles Lee Ray's uh, Chucky's childhood home or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we have the uh, I can't think of his name, but the black kid is kidnapped and tied up. And we see that there's all these other Chucky dolls in there again. Like he wants to split his soul like he did in the uh, cult of Chucky. Uh huh. So we will, we'll see what happens there. Um, there's a weird background story in 88 where basically Chucky is uh, Chucky and Tiffany have an apartment in Chicago and he starts killing people behind her back. Uh huh. Which is weird because like, you know, they're together later on in life, if you will. So it's not like they break up. Right. Um, but actually, this is around the time I'm guessing that when he left, maybe that's when he. Uh, has his run with the police and, and puts his soul in the Chucky doll. That, I bet you that's going to happen in episode eight. That's what I'm thinking is that we're going to kind of like come full circle basically. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if they were to kill off all the characters from the movies in the final episode, and they just kind of started over going forward from like, all right, we're going forward with just what we have. I'd be okay with that. So why do you think Andy abandoned Kyle? Oh, because he doesn't want her to get injured or hurt or killed by Chucky as he's going after her, going after him. Yeah. See, that's what I figured as well, which is stupid. I'm tired of that 
cliche in books, movies, shows, you know, the, the one person who's like, no, I've got to protect you by keeping you out of this. No strength in numbers. Like you're protecting each other by staying together. Right. Right. Exactly. What'd you think of the episode? Um, like you, like, I don't hate it. Um, I, I am actually interested to see what they do with the second season. Cause it kind of feels like this first season is, is wrapping up almost like, a an, I hesitate to use the word anthology, but it's almost like a movie, you know, we're getting an extended movie that takes place in this one yeah. place and it kind of sets up new stuff, takes the old stuff, melts it all together. And, uh, so is the second season just going to take place in a whole other place? Is it going to move forward without all the flashbacks? Uh, or yep. are they going to try to cram more like nostalgia in there? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going to go. I guess we'll find out. We'll get a good look peek of it, I guess, in the next episode. Yep, which is tonight, the finale. Yes, Tuesday night. We're recording on Tuesday the 30th. Yes. Um, the only other show I watched this week uh, was Don, is it Don Brown or Dan Brown's The Lost Symbol on Peacock. Uh, ten episodes, Robert Langdon's story. Um, wife and I got hooked into it real hard, and we finished up that that show. I would give that a recommend. If you enjoyed Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons and the Inferno and all that, you know, that that type of um, adventure hunt with history involved and et cetera, et cetera. You would enjoy this probably. Excellent. I do have to add that to my list. Yeah. Um, Cause that one does sound interesting. And I did like the books. Um, the yeah. movies were good as well. Uh, yeah. Did you, um... I watched some shows yeah, what shows did you watch? So I watched, uh, well, we watched together episodes four and five of Invasion, that Apple TV Plus one, the alien one. It's uh, it's good. It's slow. Like, we're five episodes in. There's only six episodes in the first season, and we have yet to see an alien. Um, it's tense but i get what they're doing they're you know it's supposed to take place in real time so you're seeing things happening it in different parts of the world as it's happening live like this is not like a oh over the past three weeks it's it takes place over a couple of days so in that respect it's cool but it's also slow so far um but it's tense enough that as you're watching the episode you're like i want to know what's going on and also um there's one character that is absolutely despised. Uh, I hate him. She hates him. Like he needs to fucking go away. Like this person needs to be shot in the head, but of course he won't. Um, uh, watched a little Brooklyn nine, nine because it's a fucking amazing show. And it's kind of like you were saying with friends, you know, it's a good background show. It's a good show to kind of put on and, you know, do some chores or putter around or whatever. Um, or just sit down and laugh. It's yep. uh, it's good stuff. Uh, got halfway through the third episode of Cowboy Bebop, um, and then I can't remember what it was. I think we were getting ready to do some errands. We we're like, oh, let's just watch something. We got like halfway through, and then we got called away and uh, never finished it. Oh, but I did watch the first episode of Cowboy Bebop. What'd you think? Loved it. 
Isn't that fucking great? Absolutely loved it. I loved the style. I loved the flow. I gotta watch more of that. I think I yeah. I kept meaning to ask you: Are we watching an episode a week? What are we doing? So, are you gonna finish episode three this week? Yes, I'll finish episode three this week. Okay, for sure. I will yep. watch up through episode three. And um, oh shit, I watched I watched freaking Hawkeye. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, and I'm assuming that you watched Doctor Who as well. I watched some Doctor Who. So, um, but yeah, Cowboy Bebop, fucking phenomenal. Isn't it great? Like, it's stylish. It's got great acting, great writing. I um, I never watched the cartoon or read the manga or anything like that. Yep. Um, but boy, do I love this. You, you can see it, can't you? Even though you've never watched it, I'm sure you can look at it and be like, yeah, I can see this as an anime. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's just, it's so well done. And the character, John Cho is friggin' amazing. He's just, mm-hmm. he's great anyway. But just seeing him in this role as Spike, and uh, <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm hesitating to say anything because, you know, I've seen an episode and a half more than you. So I don't want to accidentally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I friggin', I was quite surprised at how much I enjoyed this. Nice. Um, I watched the entire season two of Masters of the Universe Revelations. Um, it's it's got good stuff and bad stuff. Uh, some of the some of the direction that they went in is kind of ridiculous. Like basically, you saw the first season, right? Yes. And it ends on the cliffhanger of basically Skeletor getting the sword, impaling. Adam before he can call down the power and leaving him for dead and then becoming Skelegod is what he's referred to as, you know, the, the power of Grayskull in Skeletor's body. Sweet. So he spends most of the season, like trying to find ways to kill He-Man, even though He-Man's not around anymore. And, He's just like obsessed with this one thing. And, and evil Lynn even says to him at one point, she's like, you know, you're fucking obsessed. Like you could do anything. She's like, you have the power in you right now that you could kill King Randor with a snap of your fingers without even laying eyes on him. He's miles away and you could do that. And yet you're sitting here pouring over this, this, and this, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and it, it's a good point. You know, it's almost like the show is realizing its own ridiculousness. Um, yeah. Some of the character development was great. Um, I ended up loving one character more than I ever expected. We also got some really trashy um, uh, inserts, like Ram Man showed up, and it was um, oh, who does he do the podcast with? Hollywood Babble. Ralph Garman. Ralph Garman does Ram Man, you know, and he makes a thing, and he's like, "Oh, I'd like to ram him." It's terrible. It, it's a fucking dick and butt joke. And it really took out of the moment. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I feel that the good outweighed the bad. Like, there were some very dubious things. There were some very... And I'm trying to avoid spoilers, because I'm sure you'll watch it at some point, and, and it's mm-hmm. still brand new, so other people haven't watched it yet. But, you know, there's still enough of it that was good. Like, I really like the direction that they went. Some of it, some of it, I have questions. I don't know. Um, it left, if they get a second season, it left on a cliffhanger kind of thing. Um, 
that is simultaneously like a whoa and yeah that's not surprising at all so it's yeah. really hard to pull that off but they're both shocking and not shocking in the slightest so yeah i don't know okay um would i recommend it eh, if you're a he-man fan and you got what a couple hours to burn yeah are they short yeah, they're like 21 minutes. There's six of them. So, oh, I'm sorry. I think there's five of them. Oh, wow. That is really short. Yeah. So it is really short, but um, it gives some more fun information. I, guess. I can see why you burnt through it so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those that like I was watching one episode and then all of a sudden the next one was on. And I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't even realize. And it, it wasn't even worth it to stop and try to, you know parcel it out i guess yep i get what you're saying um yeah the only other two that i have to talk about are doctor who and hawkeye well what'd you think of doctor who um i thought it was really good it was nowhere near as mysterious as the third episode was um i actually felt fear of the angels again for the first time in a while like yeah Remember how ridiculous they were in the Matt Smith era where like they, the Statue of Liberty, for example, you know, they weren't scary. They were just a nuisance. This one, they felt scary. This felt like a horror episode again. I was, I was down for that. Um, As far as the, the plot development though, it really didn't get much into the flux or anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. I didn't look up later on. Remember I told you last week that there was a thing that said that uh, it seemed to confirm a fan theory about the weeping angels. Mm-hmm. Um, I never looked up to see what that was. I think though that in the closing scene of the episode, when she puts her hands up like that, I think that they're nodding back to, you know, the theory that they were fallen time Lords. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, here's the thing we know we know she's not gonna be an angel for long right right yeah we know she's not gonna be an angel for long not not at the slightest now were you confused like i was when they kept talking about the division yes did you google that because i actually meant to look it up and forgot to do it i did not but then i know that um i read a recap and they were talking about uh they were like yeah something about the division which none of us have seen yet and i'm like okay good then it wasn't just me yeah but yeah they're saying you know we know about the division and we know about your time in the division and blah 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 and could it relate back to that version of the doctor that we have no idea who she is or where she comes from maybe yeah um i think it does because it's, you know, it's the time that's been stolen from you and is missing from you and everything like that. That's what they can right. say. Yep. So all in all, solid episode. Uh, we've only got two episodes left um, until the end of this this run season, I guess you could call it. Yep. Which is sad. Yeah. On the, had, uh, one episode aired yesterday. The other one airs this coming Friday. Right. Um. The uh, on the other end of the Doctor Who spectrum, uh, remember I told you that Julie and I started back from the beginning, and we just yes. finished last night. The Doctor dances. 
So we pushed through and actually she kept asking me, she's like, why are you saying push through? This is great. I love this. So that was cool. You know, the Slovene, everything like that, Dalek, um, uh, Space Station 5 with, uh, you know, Simon Pegg before he was everything. Yeah. And uh, then we got to The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances and nice. got through those. And, yep. Captain you Jack. Really? Yeah. You really watched I mean, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're up to episode 11 of the first run, which I think they only did 13. And then. Yep. Yep. And then we're on to Tenant. Yeah, it makes me want to go back and watch them. (laughs) It's fun, dude. It it really is. They're all on HBO Max. Oh, they are. Yes, because Amazon Prime, you have to pay for them. But if you go on HBO Max, they're all there. That's where I've been watching. Oh, sweet. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That really Um, makes me want to go back and watch them because I can. (laughs) Yeah, you can. Um, I did the same thing. I kind of scrambled because she was like, you keep talking about Doctor Who. Let's watch it. And I'm like, fuck, i got to find out where I can watch it. <laughs> yep. Um, so Hawkeye. Um, so, yeah, Hawkeye. I watched both the first two episodes. Did you watch both the first two episodes? I did watch both the first two episodes. Um, what did you think? Just as uh, just not not a. A breakdown just in general what did you think I liked it I liked it a lot as well um, if I were to compare it to the first couple episodes of the other shows you know uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and, and Loki and, and uh, WandaVision uh-huh. I think I like this one the most just based on really? the first episodes, yeah. Oh, okay. Based on the first, I can see that because yeah, just based on the first episodes. The first couple episodes of Wandavision were slow. Yes, um, they were very slow. Loki, Loki would have to be a close second. Yeah, I would say. Yep, yep I agree. And I, guess, I don't know. Winter Soldier was tough. Yeah, I enjoyed seeing Clint, his character, how he's trying to live his life in that first episode after the blip. And with his kids back and they go to this Avengers musical, if you will. And <laughs> Rogers, the musical. Yeah. And it was, it was something. All right. And I love it when he's like, Ant man wasn't even there. Like he wasn't there. Yeah. Cause I was watching it and I'm like, what are they talking about? Um, so I did enjoy all of that. Like I, I, I enjoyed, you know, seeing how he's trying to put the Ronin past behind him and everything else. And then I enjoyed meeting Bishop and her character and her storyline with her family and everything. And then, but then I did have, I didn't have a, so we see the opening is the you know, attack on New York, if you will. And we see how she sees Hawkeye and that's why she wants to become an archer. Yep. Um, and she takes Taekwondo and karate and this and that. So I like that when she is fighting people, she has some skill, but you can see the majority is, is she's just getting really lucky. Yes. And yet she's still getting beat up a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I hated how they basically just put a flashing arrow over her stepdad saying bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. Right. Um, but overall, I, I really enjoyed these first two episodes. Isn't it a short run? 
Uh, yes, it is a short run. Let me uh, check real quick. Um, it's, uh, but I mean, we've had like, look at uh, friggin' Loki was only six episodes and it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah there's only six episodes to this one yeah. as well. And, and I'm okay um, with that. Yep, and it's going to be one a week. Uh, so I I did love this. Uh, there were some there were a lot of little things in this. I felt that this was one of the first ones that, and people will probably hate me for this uh, with everything that happened in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but uh, right from the ground, they really kind of brought us back to why all this is happening. Like you said, you know, we got Kate Bishop as a kid uh, watching the battle of New York and watching the Chitauri destroy her dad and, you know, her mom and her getting away and seeing Clint and, um, Clint's hearing aids. I was like, he's not that old. Like he's not that old, but then we get the montage later on of all the explosive action that he's been involved in. And you're like, yeah, it would take a toll. You know, you've got all these other superhuman figures who seem to just like brush off all this stuff. No, he's got permanent damage from all these heroics. And I love that. It's one of the reasons that I always loved Peter Parker so much is because he felt so real. You know, he was struggling to pay rent. He was struggling to have a job. People hated him, you know, but he was still doing his best. Um, so I, I absolutely like that was fucking chef's kiss. Perfect to see that he has hearing aids because he has been caught in so many gunfights and explosions and everything like that. Fucking perfect. Thank you. Um, and I know that that pulls from the comics as well. They've done that kind of stuff, but it's still, it reminds you that even though this is a superhero show, these are human people too. Um, yep. especially in this one. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. So, I brought up an article, uh, fun stuff, the Easter eggs, things that you may have missed, because I think that some of these kind of pertain to my discussion as well. Um, the t- bell tower that she fired at in the beginning when she was like trying to win the bet to yeah. ring the bell, uh, that was Obadiah Stane's tower. Okay. From uh, Iron Man. Yep. Uh, her friend Greer, it says that... Uh, Greer is the one who called her on the phone about the bet. Uh, there's another character in Marvel's universe called Tigra, and that's a human-tiger hybrid vigilante. So it's possible that that's something in the future. Um, did you see the uh, like? There was a uh, what was it? There was like some graffiti on the sink in the bathroom that said Thanos was right. Yes. I saw that and I just went, oh. <laughs> and then he has a cup later on that says Thanos was right. I fucking, I, I kind of love that. Um, well, it goes along with the, the pattern that there are some people that feel, like we saw this in Thanos and the Soldier, that Thanos was right. Like, the yeah. world was better when half the population was here. Uh-huh. So, I know what you were saying about her stepdad and the big arrow over his head. So, this is interesting. He has comic origins in a different way. Yep. Um. His name is Jacques or Jack du, Duquesne, Duquesne or whatever it was. Um, yep. He's a sword collector and expert swordsman. He appears to be wealthy, but is really broke, blah, blah, blah. Um, do, 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 do. In the comic book version, he was significantly older. He was also um, somebody who trained Hawkeye. He was called the Sword Man. Oh, okay. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Um, 
I loved Lucky the Pizza Dog because, I mean, he's a dog. His name is Lucky. And he's got he loves one pizza. eye. Yeah, he's got one eye. But, you know, again, more inspiration from the comics that they yeah. drew out and put in here for the rest of us. Um, I saw a thing where the party where she worked at Kate's mom and stepdad or soon to be stepdad go to where they have the black market auction um, was the same was Wilson Fisk's place in Daredevil. Oh, well, that's interesting because um, uh, what's her name there? The, the one who is in the very last scene of the second episode. Um, yes. Maya Lopez, yeah. the one who's running the tracksuit mafia, which apparently everybody loves the tracksuit mafia. Um, her AKA is echo. And in the yes. comics, she is the daughter of Wilson Fisk, the adopted daughter, but still. So it's okay. interesting that that would take place in her, uh, in his place. Did it lose you? Where'd you go? I leaned on my mute button. Oh, okay. Um, yes. And and the big thing is she's the first deaf superhero or whatever in the in the um deaf mute, I guess, in the right. uh, in the MCU live action universe. Yes. Yep. Did you have more Easter eggs? Um, there's a few little ones here and there. Um, the, it says uh, the auction number attached to the watch is number 268. The only connection that that number has with it is the Avengers number 268, the Kang Dynasty. Which is interesting because Kang the Conqueror is the big bad guy through all of this. Um all the buzzer names on the apartment when they were like going down through to get to her aunt's apartment. Um, they're the names of Marvel comic book writers and artists. So that's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just little things here and there, you know, the creature of the dark galaxy movie poster. Um, it's a spin on a Dr. Strange thing. Grills was a character in the comic book. Detective Caudle was a character in the comic books. So, yeah, um, I dig it. Like I said, for me, the big draw is that it feels so grounded in reality. You know, he's talking to his wife on the phone and saying, you know, I've got five days to get back there for Christmas with the kids because I promised her. You know, that's a that's a real thing. He's a real dude. He's yeah. a dad. And. Yep. He's got these real problems, so I love it. It's one of the reasons that I love Doctor Strange, because he was the first hero in the movies that I felt like we could be, you know? Yes. All he was was he studied hard, and he became a sorcerer. He wasn't bitten by a radioactive spider or hit with gamma rays. He wasn't a billionaire with a genius IQ who could build robotics. He wasn't a super soldier or anything like that. You know, and he didn't have years of training as a Russian assassin. He was just a fucking guy who read books. And I love a guy who's good with a bow and arrow. Yep. And but he's highly trained, but he doesn't have superpowers. Right. <sighs> so, yep, yeah, I love it. 
I'm looking forward to the next four. And I'm glad that they're only doing one per, you know, week. Makes it really nice. makes you think that there's there's not a lot of superheroes, if you will, in the Marvel Universe that aren't superpowered. Right. Like in DC, you have one of the biggest superheroes they have is Batman. He has no superpowers. Um, but there's no big name superhero. Punisher, he's a bad guy, good guy, whatever. But, you know, Punisher is the biggest name, I would say, I guess. But, you know, Punisher, Hawkeye, uh, Scarlet, not Scarlet Witch, um, Black Widow, her sister. Like, they're highly trained, but they don't have any superpowers, if you will. Right. Doctor Strange is highly trained, but he's also, he has magic, you know. Yep. And I guess, like you said, Tony Stark is a huge hero, but he he just he's a genius billionaire who has tech and electronics backing him up. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but anyways, <laughs> um, the uh, apparently they had a, they pitched an idea, but it never made it to the uh, to the series. Um, they wanted do do do. Uh, at the black market auction auction where Kate Bishop manages to steal the Ronan costume, Hawkeye writer Tanner Bean says he pitched the idea of having the auctioneer sell off the steering wheel to Louise's van. He rewatched the final scene of Endgame to find other artifacts that could have been found in the Rumble of the Avengers compound. His idea was the uh, La Cucaracha playing steering wheel from Louise's van. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> right? I would have popped for that. Yep. <laughs> I would have popped uh, for that big time. So... I think that's it for TV shows for me. Yeah, that's it for TV shows for me. I got a couple movies. Um, um, I'll zip through well. a couple of them real quick. Okay. Um, we, after watching The Lost Symbol, Kate and I were kind of sitting around and we decided, oh, we had some time alone on Sunday. Uh, Wesley was at church or with his grandmother and we were just kind of relaxing. And so we watched uh, Da Vinci Code. It's on AMC+. Plus. Uh, we watched that. We enjoyed the hell out of it. I had seen that before, but I hadn't seen the others. Then we tried to watch Angels and Demons, and it wouldn't load for whatever reason. Just kept oh, giving me an error. So we watched Inferno, which is the third movie that came out a long time later, if you will. Yep. And um, we enjoyed the hell out of that. It's good stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like um, – it reminds me of National Treasure movies. Yep. Yep. Very similar. Yep. What'd you watch for movies? Uh, well, <laughs> so I watched, we were decorating the tree and decorating the house. And she was like, Oh, let's put on something in the background. I don't know. And I was like, I know just what we're going to put on. And I put on the movies that made us elf oh, nice. because it's fucking phenomenal. And it's that time yep. of year. And so we watched it and she had never seen it before. And so she loved some of the trivia facts and, you know, the fact that John Favreau became a director because of this, you know, that he wanted all practical effects and, oh, it was just, it was, it's such a great episode of that oh, anyway. It, it really is. That whole series is very good, but yeah, that is a great episode. Um, and uh, we, we watched Christmas Chronicles 2 while we oh nice put, did the popcorn strands and decorated the tree. Was it good? Yeah, I hadn't seen it. It came out last year or the year before. I hadn't seen it yet. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I liked it. It's a it's a strong departure from the first one. Uh huh. It's still got Kurt Russell. Goldie Hawn's more of a primary character. Kate's back, but 
Um, it's, 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 it's good. It's good. Thanks. And we liked it. Yeah. Thanks. Um, while we were watching that, they were showing like they were talking about Will Ferrell, of course, and all the stuff that he's done. And at the very end, they were showing like some of the movies that he would go on to do. And we saw a clip of Blades of Glory, the one that he did with um, oh, Napoleon God, Dynamite yes. there. Yeah. So we we're like, fuck it. We got to put that on next. So we put that one on. And uh, holy shit, that one holds up just as well. Nice. Um, it's it's Will Ferrell. You know, he, oh, yeah. he does great. Um. And then I watched uh, over on Paramount Plus, they signed an exclusive deal. I had talked about it a while back with uh, the South Park guys to create like seven movies or seven specials or whatever. And um, I watched the first one that just came out. It's called South Park Post-COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's an hour long. And it was interesting. It's definitely the first part of a series um, because they left it open for more but it takes place like 20 years from now. I think it is it's 20 or 30 years from now when the uh, pandemic is finally over. So, you know, very bleak outlook right there. And uh, the kids were all grown up and Kenny's died and they, uh, they go back to South park for the funeral, but then to try to figure out what killed him. Um, it was decent. It, it's South park. They, they yep. kind of got a formula down now and they're doing good with it. So, Instead of it just being like traditionally South Park was always just like an episode of the week and things just kind of like didn't move on, you know, like the Simpsons, like by the next week, everything was back to the way that it was. Um, But in these later seasons, they've had running stories throughout the entire season, like a Doctor Who type thing, you know, where they might have a one off episode here or there, but they've got an actual running uh, storyline. Okay. so this one. This one ties in with the storylines that they've been doing with uh, Tegrity Farms and Weed and stuff like that. And uh, it was very interesting to see. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Cool. Uh, what else did you watch for movies? Just one other movie. I watched 8-Bit Christmas. As did I. I'm glad you did watch it. Well, you said you need to watch this. And I was like, okay. So tell me your thoughts on 8-Bit Christmas. All right, so watching the trailer to me, this is—I don't want to say a modern version, but it's a—it's a—it's a a Christmas story for the new generation. And instead of wanting, uh, instead of taking place in the 40s or 50s and uh, the 50s, and wanting a Red Ryder BB gun, it takes place in 1988, and he wants a Nintendo, which every kid in 1988 wanted a Nintendo. Um, Do you like how he couldn't nail the year down in the beginning? Yes, yes, so I like did. 85, but, uh, no, 86. Maybe it was 87? Late 80s. But mm-hmm. I did notice, like, when they had the uh, the home video, when he showed her the home video, it said yep. 1988 on it. Um, what's interesting is, did you know this is based on a book? No. Yeah, I found that out today. It's based on a book that came out in 2013, so I'm going to need to read that book, I think. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but anyhow... Um. Like I said, it's it's like it's a a modern version, if you will, of a Christmas story where kids quest to get an item. And in this case, a Nintendo. And I actually found a majority of it to be not relatable, but very nostalgia feeling for me. Because in 1988, I was nine and a half years old and I wanted a Nintendo for Christmas. <laughs> and I didn't get it. <laughs> uh-huh. What did you think? 
So I, like you, I found so much of this relatable. Like there were so many things here that I was just like, yep, I remember that. Yep. I remember that. Yep. I remember that. Uh, there was, there were some aspects to it that were rough. So at one point, uh, we're, we're like halfway through the movie and Julia just stopped me and she's like, I gotta say every time the dad is on screen, like it, it makes me hurt. She's like, I don't like him. I don't like his character. I don't know what it is about him. I just don't like him. Like he makes me anxious and angry. She's like, what do you think? And I was like, honestly, I grew up with him. So I, I, oh, so I'm having some more. I did. I was going to say, that's why I wanted to get your take on it as well, because I know how Irvin was with you. Yeah, Um, like, realistically, like, I thought June Diane Rainfield, uh, I don't think, I think, I think Steve Zahn and June Diane Rayfield did a great job playing mom and dad in this movie. Yes. Playing their characters. And I honestly think that is exactly how kind of, to me, a dad was then. Uh-huh. Uh, if you will, with my stepdad, because uh, my my dad was drunk then. He was right. an alcoholic then. So, I mean, um, and then, you know, um, yeah. So I get it. Yeah, I related to the dad. Yeah, I was just like, I, I grew up with this guy. So, like, I don't like him either. But for me, it was different. It was more like, you know, cringy. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I remember this shit. Yeah, I yep. remember. Get out there and clean up the dog shit. What's wrong with you? And and never finishing a project, yeah. and you know, just like angry, and nobody can ever do anything right. Um, but the, then at the, the end, he celebrates his dad. Yes, he's calling how he has the greatest dad, and this and that, and everything, because he built him a treehouse. Yeah, which seems okay. very false, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. And don't we all kind of do that in some way, shape or form in our lives? You know, at some point we're like, we rationalize it. And we're like, oh, yeah, they were great. They're OK. Yep. Um, I'm alive. I, yeah. <laughs> Put hair on my chest. Toughened me up. Um, I did like the fact that it was, um, you know, the the whole thing wasn't about. You expected when he said, go get the ones out behind the shed, you expected there to be an NES waiting there. Yeah, I kept wasn't. waiting for him to get an NES, and they never gave him one, which I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, because you kept expecting it, and I I simultaneously liked that the story was more about, like, hey, maybe that thing that you want isn't really what you want, but what you, you know, what's going to bring you more joy is something like this. And I also hated it. Because it was like, this was his one driving goal, and he still never got it. And we're supposed to be like, oh, that's a touching story that he never got what he wanted. Yeah, I did like, so this was also had sort of a combination of a Princess Bride in it as well. Because you had the dad telling the mom the story. And I did sort of enjoy, like, when the daughter would break into the current times to Neil Patrick Harris. And he's like, wait a second, the dog died? Yeah. What kind of story are you telling me? You right. know what I mean? We're like, and they bought you the Nintendo. Oh, okay, that's a great story, Dad. Is it over yet? Yeah. Or whatever. And then when she's pissed at the end, like, they didn't get you the Nintendo? Well, how did you get it? Because how I got my Nintendo was we had to work for it. 
Um, and I don't mean like we had to work around the house for it. No, no. Like Irvin, when I was nine and my brother was 10, found us a job at an egg farm picking eggs. So we'd go in these giant, very stinky chicken houses and we'd push these carts up and down the aisles where the chickens were stacked on top of each other, which looking back, not very sanitary. Nope. And cause like the, they're just in cages. So when one shit, it shit down on the other one. Um, Anyhow, and you'd go along and they would lay their egg. It would roll down to the front of the cage and come out like in a catch. And you would walk down and pick the eggs up and put them in the flat. And we got like a flat. It was 36 <laughs> eggs. We got um, 18 cents an egg. Uh, and the chickens would peck the hell out of the back of your hands. And we weren't allowed to have um, gloves because gloves were for pussies. Uh, <laughs> so we would earn our money. <laughs> And um, half we had to give to my mom to put into our savings account. And then the half of what was left, we would give half to her to save for our Nintendo. And then the other half we got for our spending money, quote fingers, for the week. So it felt like years, but it legit took months, like six or seven months, which to save up the money for us to get the Nintendo. And that's how we got it. Nice. I, uh. Memories. I, I yeah. got a Nintendo because my dad wanted to play it. Um, yep, my that seems mother, accurate. My mother That's why we argued got a Super with Nintendo. Him. Yep, my mother argued with him because we had an Intellivision, and she was like, "We already have a video game system. They don't need another one." And he's like, "No, this one's good." But he wanted to play the games. He wanted uh, Hogan's Alley. You know, he wanted to be able to shoot bad guys and stuff like that and duck hunt. And uh, so he got it because he wanted it, which. That's why we that's why we got a Super Nintendo because my mom wanted to play it because my mom got super hooked on the Nintendo. Yep. 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 That's why we got our Super NES as well, because, you know, he was hooked on like Final Fantasy and there was going to be a new Final Fantasy for the Super NES. So Mm -hmm. and then he hated it immediately because, you know, in the original Final Fantasy, you controlled your characters constantly. And in Final Fantasy two, which is actually Final Fantasy four, your your opening scene you don't control your characters. Like they walk up, talk to the King and then they're kicked out of the throne room. And he's like, what the fuck is this? I can't control my characters. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have left the room. This game's bullshit. And he wouldn't play it again after that. That seems accurate. Yep. Yep. So I got to play that one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <sighs> so yes, eight bit Christmas was a g- I can't even say it was a good Christmas movie. It was a nostalgic Christmas movie for me, but like there were as many bad parts as there were good parts. And I don't mean bad as in like, Oh, this is a shitty movie. I mean, bad as in like triggering or like making me think back and like, wow, this was not a good time in in our lives. Yeah. I mean, I actually, while watching it, I tried not to dwell or think about that stuff. I just kind of watched it for what it was. And when I saw something that was like that, I was just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, he's not hitting him. That's good. <laughs> so you probably enjoyed it more than I did. He's just yelling. He's not hitting him. So that's <laughs> that's that's a there. It's not so bad. Um, I know but, some DV counselors would like to have a word with you, sir. And then there's some uh, there's some uh, far fetchedness, you know, like they like the selling the baseball cards. Like so that was that was true nostalgia right there because. Like I had a friggin' Beckett and I would buy my cards and I would price my cards and see what they were worth and everything like that. So that girl doing that did that all the time, them selling their cards to save up the money to buy the Nintendo 
and they get to the mall on this trip and they buy it, but then he drops it and the bus runs it over. Yeah, how did those kids not kill him? Like, how did they not lynch him? That was all of their money. Those were their best baseball cards. They had all pulled their stuff together, and now he slips on the ice, which, you know, Santa said, careful, it's icy there. And I just looked at Julia and went, that's going to come back in a minute. I know. I do the same thing my wife at Annoyser. Well, they showed us her foot bleeding for They showed us that guy's foot bleeding for a reason, so keep that in mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, and that was never, like, the kids never even talked to him about it. That was never addressed. That was completely glossed over. The ass whooping he must have received for that. Yeah. <laughs> from this, from like, his friends. Like, they were all his friends, I, but, I mean, that's air quote friends, because, you know, it's yeah. a fucking Nintendo, and I, he just blew all their money. I did love that the... um. The little homage to a Christmas story where they find the one more present behind the the shelf or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's, the box is just like a Nintendo, and I'm just like, oh, okay, here we go. Yep. And it's a light bright Japanese light bright. Um, yeah, he, they even had his dad like doing the smile thing, like the dad did in a Christmas yep. story. You know, go ahead, yep. open it, open it. Um, what was? Oh, the power glove. First of all, the power glove didn't come out till December '89. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I did the same thing. Purposes, like bullshit. Yeah, for continuity purposes, it's not correct. But I love the fact that the power glove sucked because yes. it sucked. The power yes. glove was terrible. It and was I love that it was terrible. terrible. Oh, yeah, it wasn't. No, that was not good. It was. Yeah. Uh, the only time the power glove looked good, quote unquote, was when it was in the uh, the wizard. And that was an exaggeration. They should have put up gameplay, not accurate, simulated gameplay, not actual gameplay on the screen. Right. That kid was using the power glove. <laughs> um, but I did enjoy, I did enjoy the, that they, you know, the power glove, the, the rich kid had the power glove and it sucked. Yes. So, I, I loved the over the top, ridiculous uh, flying kick that he did that destroyed the TV and killed the dog, but didn't really yep. kill the dog. Right. What kind so. of a story are you telling me? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Did you watch any other movies? No other movies. How about you? Nope, that was it. Um, I sent you a little bit of news. Yes, you did. Uh, MCU, Spider-Man, Tom Holland's going to be in parts four, five, and six. Yes, he is. I'm happy isn't with that, that. Isn't that interesting? Because like, all this time they've been like, nope, it's done. Nope. Nope, he's done after this. You know, we barely got through this, and you know, now we're gonna. And now suddenly they're like, oh yeah, there's three more. Yeah, well, it's like, oh, he got uh, three standalone movies, and then he was in Civil War, Endgame, and and Infinity War. So I mean, we've seen Tom Holland as Spider-Man in six movies. Yeah. Like, can you believe that? Like, up here in a couple weeks when it opens, that'll be the sixth movie that he's played Spider-Man in already. Pretty crazy. Yeah, and he's going to have three more. I'm 100% okay with it. Um, that was the only news I sent you. and uh, I sent you two trailers. Yeah, so the, you, the only news you sent me was about, uh, about Bruce Campbell saying, I'm done playing Ash. And it's like, well, you said yeah. that three years ago. So Yeah, but now he says that he physically it. is unable to do it. Which and makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I do have some other news stuff though that I didn't send because I wanted to get your reactions to it. I love that. But you said trailers. 
Yes. So we'll start with the two trailers. DC uh, League of Super Pets. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll take Wesley if he wants to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's something I might watch when it comes on HBO Max. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. However, Saturday morning All Star hits. The yeah, I'm at least gonna, I'm at least gonna check out the first episode. Yeah. It looks like somebody did a fever dream version of all of our Saturday morning cartoon type things. Yes, that is a very accurate way to describe that. It's it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. Like I said, at the very least, I'm going to watch the first episode yeah. uh, and just go from there. Um, yeah. But that's it, though. There weren't really any other trailers this week to speak of. Well, I, f- I really feel like everything slows down this time of year. It does. Yeah. Um, so one of the news pieces is that there's a movie coming out that they had reported on a while ago. It's called Renfield, and it's going to star Nicholas Holt, you know, from uh, – Oh God, he was uh, R in Warm Bodies, and he was in the X Men First Class as Beast and uh, the Great. He's Nicholas, so he's going to be Renfield. And apparently, it's like a comedy version of Dracula, like a, a funny drama type thing. Um, but Renfield, of course, was famously the lackey of Dracula, who was in the Insane Asylum. Yes. So, yeah, Nicholas Holt will be playing Renfield in Renfield, but tonight they announced that Dracula will be played by Nicholas Cage. That seems accurate. Did you ever watch uh, Willy's Wonderland? No, I didn't. I did not. Oh, you got to check that out. I got to get your thoughts on it. Um, I had forgotten about this completely. You remember the show Dollface with Kat Dennings? Yes, I forgot all about it. Yeah, it's getting a second season, and it comes out February 11th. Oh, that seems odd. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, I forgot that, that show existed, but I really liked it. And uh, I didn't realize that it was getting a second season. So, cool. Um, we already covered that Chucky's getting a second season. Bruce Campbell can't play Ash anymore. Tom Holland isn't going anywhere. Um, Dolph Lundgren's Drago might be getting back in the ring. Really? Yeah, uh, there's the possibility of launching a Drago spinoff with MGM. Huh. I thought it was a good moment. It was also a fan moment. It's a quick little fight, and I thought it worked. Lundgren told uh, THR regarding a deleted fight between Rocky and Drago and Stephen Capel Jr.'s Creed 2. But the director and MGM felt that it was extraneous, and it didn't add anything. By the way, I think there's some talk about doing a whole spinoff on Drago with MGM, so you may want to get more of that. That was what he said. Okay be interesting it could be um we're coming up on season two of the young rock um this time they said that they've only ever hinted at the people's champs career in its first season but that appears to be changing with season two they're now reporting that nbc series is currently casting a few major figures from johnson's rookie year in the wwf in 1996-97 including triple h the undertaker harvey whippleman the brooklyn brawler and steve lombardi the Brooklyn Brawler is Steve Lombardi. That's interesting. That is interesting. Well, these guys don't know what they're talking about then. 
Um, so yeah, apparently this time we're going to have a time period that takes place. Previous casting reports have indicated the show will also show more of Rocky Johnson's professional wrestling career and actors portraying legends like Jerry Lawler, Tommy Rick, Bam Bam Bigelow, Big John Studd, Freddie Blassie, Mr. Fuji, and Roddy Piper are expected to appear. I hope that they don't turn the whole show into just his wrestling career because I really liked seeing him as a young man, you know, a kid and a young man and, and growing up like that. I don't just want to see him wrestling all the time. Yeah. They could probably have some good stuff behind the scenes and try to live up to his dad's legacy and his grandfather's legacy. But I, I hope that it doesn't just become that. Well, you know, it's funny. It's actually the season two is not coming out until March. But we are getting a Christmas episode in a couple mm. weeks. Interesting. Yeah. NBC, all their comedies are coming back for Christmas episodes for a week. Nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, don't forget this week. We also get Bebo Saves Christmas. Yeah, I'll watch the hell out of that. Actually, I'm excited <laughs> about it. So this is the news that I saved for last oh, because it's- and tomorrow, tomorrow is uh is uh zoe's extraordinary christmas oh shit i gotta catch up on that then i mean i don't know i I don't know when i'm gonna watch it. i don't know if i'm gonna watch it this week or not i know it comes out tomorrow i might wait and watch it a little later on but yeah that's exciting more yeah yeah um so yeah the last piece of news that i found particularly fucking awesome so you remember how a little while ago we were talking about how Law & Order is coming back and Jeffrey Donovan's going to be one of the detectives, and I said that that would bring me back to the show? Sure thing. Um, Anthony Anderson is coming back. Oh, nice. So that's he cool. He was in the last season, yep. But they uh, they just – hold on. Um, they just announced one of the other stars that will be joining, and I believe he is going to be one of the attorneys, and that is Hugh Dancy. Really? From Hannibal. Really? Yeah. So Will Graham and fucking, I, I'm, I'm stoked. Oh, that's gonna be very good. Yeah. So I'm nice. definitely in this now. Yeah, I'm excited for that to come back, uh, especially for Jeffrey Donovan. I'm just kind of a big fan yes. of his in general. Oh, I am too. Yeah. I like that they're bringing back Anthony Anderson because he was on one of the last seasons of the original run. Yep. And then uh, this, if this is the DA, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that was that was pretty fucking cool. I thought. But that's I it. I agree. That's, that's all I got for this week. Did you uh, buy yourself anything with the Black Friday shopping? Um. Not really. I mean, I bought gifts for people, but. I, I guess I did buy myself one thing. It's very extraneous, but I'm I'm pleased with the discount that I got on it. It was normally yeah. eighty five dollars, and I paid fifty two for it. So uh-huh. it's um a light strip that goes behind your TV, and it has a little camera that points down at the TV, and so it mimics the colors that are on your screen. So like if there's blue in the upper left hand corner, then a blue light will glow in the upper oh, left hand corner behind I've it. Seen that before? Yeah. Yeah, so okay. I got this version. This is the uh, the Govi version instead of like Philips Hue does one, but it's like four hundred yep. bucks, and this is fifty bucks. And people were like, "Dude, if you go on YouTube and you watch the videos, it's just as good." So, hmm. yeah, I bought myself that. I bought Spiral 
on DVD, Blue, DVD, Blu-ray, digital combo. So I have now finalized my Saw collection. Nice. But I also bought a soundbar. Nice. I saw a yep. couple of them, and, and I knew you were looking at one, so I wasn't sure. Well, I, I kind of I, – I'm not going to say I cheaped out, but I did kind of go the less expensive route, if you will. Did you get um, the Roku one? No, I did not because I thought about it, but I didn't because I didn't want to deal with the fact that I have a Roku TV and the interference of the Roku with the Roku. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyways, the one I bought, I bought it at um, Best Buy and I bought like it's not Insignia. Maybe it's, 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 I think they, they did, they do say it's a Best Buy brand. Um, it's a 2.1 with a subwoofer. And it's normally like $129.99. Uh, but it was on sale for $69.99. So it was, it was, it was a, it was a big, it was a Black Friday sale price. So it was, nice. it was a good good chunk off. It does not come with an optical plug, which I thought was interesting. Mm, that is interesting. I had, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting that it did not come with one. Um, and that I had to so I buy I bought one, the optical cord. Um, got it all hooked up, got my optical cord hooked up, got it plugged in, checked it out. Game changer. Oh. <laughs> right? At first, my wife was like, because what I did was, is like, you can't have the speaker volume on and the sound bar at the same time. And at first, she was like, oh, another remote. I'm like, you don't have to use it. I can just use it. But I put it on the movie, uh, Da Vinci Code, actually, and started the movie up. And um, I had the speaker sound on for the speak TV speakers. And then I muted it, and I unmuted the sound bar. The difference was so unbelievable and with the subwoofer and everything as well, like with the bass and whatnot. And she was just like, oh, OK, yeah. All right. I see a difference. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. She's like, OK, yeah, I, I, I do see a difference. So that was cool. Um, I like that a lot. So that was that was kind of my splurge thing I bought myself. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, ve- I'm very, very pleased with it. Here's what's funny. I cannot put the sound bar in front of the TV. Size wise? Uh, yes, because it is it covers the uh, remote eye on the TV. Oh, yikes. Yeah. So I have to put it behind the TV, which could you could you put like I know this is dumb, but like a ream of paper under the TV to like boost it up another couple inches. Yes, if I put the TV on a stand of some kind or blocking or whatever to raise it up, yes, I could put the sound bar in front of it would be fine. Literally, the sound bar just covers it enough. Like the TV is just low enough or the sound bar is just thick enough. So I just put it behind the TV, but like the TV doesn't go all the way to the bottom. So, I mean, like you basically can just still see the whole sound bar. I just I basically moved it back four inches. Okay. And it's not like it affected the sound. It's just four inches further away. Cool. And the speakers on the TV themselves are on the back side of it anyways. Right, right. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's a game changer. I'm very happy I finally broke down and bought one. Good. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to enjoy the fuck out of that. Yep. It really, like the other day, uh, just same kind of thing. We were uh, watching something and Julie had turned on the TV, but not the sound bar. And so we're listening to it through the TV speakers. And I'm like, ah, it was bothering me. So I've got it set up on my uh, phone. Yep. So I could control the soundbar with an app on my phone. So I just like, I turned it on, turned the soundbar on, which automatically mutes the TV in the yep. one second that it switches over. She's like, why'd the TV go out? And then boom, I'm like, that's why. Yes, I have. I, so again, it didn't come with an optical cable and actually I had to plug it in. So, but when I, I got the optical cable, it came in the mail yesterday because I had ordered it through Amazon when I ordered a couple other things yep. and I, I hooked it up today. And yes, when you turn the soundbar on, it automatically shuts off the TV speakers. Yep. Um, and again, well worth the money. <laughs> Damn straight. Um, yeah, I'm very happy with my purchase. Awesome. Yeah. So. Oh. Nice. All right. Well, that's everything for me. And same here. Cool. Well, that's our show. I'm on Twitter. I'm Superstar Mel. I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.